Welcome to the Ben Real Podcast with your host, Ben Nevarez. Howdy. This is the Ben Nevarez Podcast. My name is Ben Nevarez, and today is the first podcast that I've ever started. Um, I have Rini Babarins online. Huh? I'm like, what's up, y'all? Uh, it's yeah. me, the Babarins. Babarins. How did you choose Babarins? Dude, people ask me that a lot, and I hate when they like reference John Wick, because I've never seen John Wick. Yeah, neither have I. Legit. Um, I was always fascinated by the word Baba, because I heard it in a the song Baba O'Reilly and I forgot where else I heard it but when I researched the word and what I think I saw it in Zelda characters also as a title and when I researched the word I discovered Baba Yaga and discovered that it meant like elder for the most part and I had a few friends that from like Edinburgh that would call me Renz or whatever maybe one or two like not that many but I just remember I had to make a PlayStation account and it's fucking lame when people put like Dragon Slayer 360XX or something. But it's also lame when people just put their names, you know? Who wants to do that? So I just thought on the spot, Bob Rams. Literally, of all the accounts that I've made and burned, even some that have got like some notoriety and like internet, like, you know, clout, um, at some point I realized I don't know why I don't just use the name Bob Rams. It was actually a joke where it was like, Oh, is that Baba Rents from PlayStation Network? Because that's like the only thing that I probably haven't like made some cloud on. Wow. <laughs> no one plays PlayStation with me. So it was I... a joke between me and my friends. And then I thought like, what if I actually do just use that as my name? And it's, it's stuck because I think it is what it is easiest for everyone to remember. And I think it translates well in the realm of entertainment, uh, online creator. And, you know, hopefully in the future when I make music and stuff, I... I plan on, you know, just, it's Bob I legitimately thought that it was just, just mumbo jumbo, to be honest with you. You just kind of like came up with it out of nowhere, but that's kind of cool. No, it, it, it kind of is. It's more mumbo jumbo that had like a backstory because it's like, I remember when I first got my PS3, you know, you have to make an account and it's like, oh, what the fuck do I call this? And, you know, so it was on the spot. It's just that I don't like when people think that it was influenced or like it came from John Wick when... This is literally like fucking six, seven years before John Wick was even a thing. Yeah, I've never, I've never even seen John Wick either. But yeah, I, I'm sure it's good. I, yeah. I just uh, have my attention span. Everyone that knows me knows like I barely watch movies. Like even great movies that like like Parasite. Have you seen Parasite? I have not, but I've heard such good things. Um, uh, I might as well at some point. That movie. The only reason I don't remember the ending and like the last. 10 minutes because I was already so fucked up but that movie was actually one of the movies that drew me in like when I put it on it, it's so fucking good but like I don't have the attention span to be able to like stay interested and finish it because by the end of it I remember I was already drunk making noodles or something else <laughs> so Rainy um, what, why why producer or why why like music so, so a lot of the premise of this podcast I want it to be about just to people talking about their failures and successes and um, how they've gotten from from where they were to where they are now. So, why or where, where? Why? Why of all things? Why did you choose producer or I guess the world of entertainment? Well, excuse me. Well, first off, I'd like to say that I am where I am now because I have no successes. Everything in my life has been total and complete utter failure, and that's okay. Um, the way I see it is. Well, I'm always trying to push forward and if you fall enough time you're eventually going to learn how to fly that's something I it doesn't mean that I'm proud of like some of the things I've done in my life or like you know the times that I've you know really hit rock bottom or done some incredibly low things or not been able to control my temper or drinking or substance abuse and things like that but at the same time it's like so long I use those as lessons to keep moving forward I think I'm going to eventually get to where I want to be in life. And where I want to be in life is uh, a producer, not necessarily in the realm of solely music. In fact, music is, I've always told my friends and like, I, some people, 
good amount of people have heard me sing and like some of the songs I've wrote and stuff and people seem to like really re it resonates with them and that means a lot to me so like the music thing is just like literally one percent of the things I want to produce but with that being said there's so many things in my mind like as far as media that I used to always think oh well, everyone's imagining a show everyone's imagining a movie everyone's imagining scenes in their head or you know songs in their head with, with accompanying music videos with logos and how they market all that and then at some point the more i talk to my friends i realized like oh they don't no one like thinks about a whole like fucking five year long story with characters and like lore behind even the fucking companies and those stories like no one thinks about like music videos and like the artistic meaning of like the songs they want to accompany you know that they want to accompany that as well it's like literally everyone just sort of makes shit and like they kind of make something nice but i started to realize like oh well i'm the person who sees it before it's a thing and i'm also sort of realized i'm also the person that could with very little effort i could sort of make it happen you know with if it if it's a joke online, if it's a nice picture online, if it's food, if it's even the podcast um, is a good example of it, where I just thought, I'm going to put very little effort into this. And, you know, like, like I was telling you before, there's people who have done the podcast lo longer than me, and they still have less views than me or listens. And it's not to say that they suck, but to me, it's like something told me that I think if I make this small thing, and it's not to say that I, I got anywhere with the podcast, but... I just have a good idea of what's going to resonate with people and I, you know, I'm sort of now barely pursuing that and realizing that that could probably be the strongest suit in my life. I think and it's I absolutely amazing the opportunity that, that we have just to create a podcast. You know, you, you, all you got to do is, you know, you, you have a conversation with somebody that hopefully, you know, it's, it's is, you know, 50% of the people are going to enjoy it and 50% of the people are, are not. And, and, and if you happen to hit those 50% of the people that do, then awesome. And the 50% that don't, I'm sure there's somebody else that, that they can fit. Um, you, you just, you just follow the thing that you want to do. And then that little, that, whether it be a little bit of effort or a lot of effort and it grows onto itself and you start becoming something, you start putting more effort into it. I think it ends up being a lot more than you ever thought it could you know when i first started lifting it was just oh, yeah. little bits at a time just i was just going in there just to have fun just to just to lift a little bit and then ended up really kind of going a lot further than i ever thought i could um but it was just something that i enjoyed and it wasn't necessarily something that um i was like oh i'm gonna compete i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna go compete for team usa it was it was really just I really enjoy working out and I'm going to continue to do this. And then one opportunity after another kind of kept on coming up and it was, it was, it was natural. It was authentic. It was, it was easy to, uh, to, to kind of go into because I was already doing it. I mean, what's the difference between me doing it at home versus me doing it at a meet, you know, I think, I think that's, yeah, that's, that's pretty, pretty, no, pretty, dude, pretty spot on. That's like exactly you see. That's the thing where it's like, it's natural to you because most people wouldn't be able to, be that interested in something like that and so i something to me is that i feel like if you're good at something you're naturally always going to end up where you should be producing that and you know maybe that's delusionary wishful thinking on my part but i do believe in that and you're a perfect example like you said i remember when you were young and you first started working out you're completely correct like you were very new to it but sure enough, by the end of like your senior year, you are already fucking, you know, beast mode as fuck. And, and that's just like, and, and you stuck to that. That's also what's crazy is like a lot of people were either buffed as fuck in high school and not anymore, or they got buffed as fuck now, you know? And you're one of the few people where it's like, that's sort of always, that's persistently been you for more than 10 years now, you know? And I think without it, I wouldn't be who I am. Like part of it is, it's it, a lot of it is a mental thing. I mean, yeah, I think it's, it's. I mean, obviously, I wouldn't be who I am now without any of that. But it, like, if I spend just a couple days away from it, if I'm not running or if I'm not working out, I feel like I feel like garbage. I really do. I feel like shit. I just, I can't, I can't function. I, I feel like my energy's lower throughout the day. I, um, I'm less cognizant about how much I'm, I'm drinking. I'm less cognizant about uh, interaction with people. And, and I think something that I really enjoy is being able to connect with people. And I feel like if I'm not working out, my connection with other people is just is, is clouded. I feel like because I'm working out, 
I have the ability to have a clear mind. Um, like going for that run, I have a lot of like yeah. I just got back from a run earlier today. Uh, and coming back from that run, I just it, it was just it, I was felt relaxed. I felt cool. I, I related to a lot of the uh, of, of our members, and it just it just felt good. Um, it, it has such a big impact. Yeah, I definitely hear you on that one. I, I think uh, that that's that's just part of pursuing what like you were meant to do. It goes along like with how I feel about that as well. That if you're meant to do something, like you're naturally going to do it, you know, and it's it's gonna feel good doing it because that's where you're supposed to be. I know it, it's such a cliche thing to say, but at some point, I feel like we are literally still the debris that's settling from the Big Bang. And I wonder, like, maybe it's just destiny for some people to, like, you know, maybe the falling debris is just you working out. Maybe the falling debris is me creating, you know, bullshit. And I think it's just how it's meant to be. I think, yeah, there's a there's a quote that I heard not too long ago. It was like, it, I, I'm going to paraphrase it terribly, but it's it's people worry about what it what what if it was supposed to be this way why is it this way it is like it, it is this way because it happened this way so it was meant to be this way because that's the way it happened there, there is no way back it is what it is you take it as you go and you know it's just give yourself some grace and also give um external external um stimuli break as well whether that be people or that be um you know getting into a car accident you know it just it happened and it happened for a reason and you can either look at it in a, in a negative way or you can look at it in a positive it's like okay well i learned something maybe i shouldn't be on my phone nearly as much when i'm on, when i'm driving or maybe i should be wearing my seatbelt. and hopefully that it doesn't cost you more than it was supposed to i think um one of the things that part of the reason that i want to start this podcast was because one of the the things that i that's kind of been in my face lately is communication is a craft just like any any anything can be a craft and so like me squatting a lot i have people who are like oh my god you're such a good squat like i wish i could do that so honestly it's just time that's all it really is i've spent time mastering that craft and this is communication that has fortunately been though a natural talent also something that I've, I've, I've continued to work on, um, subconsciously just with work, working with personal trainer, like being a, being a personal trainer, working with clients, um, just being able to relate with people and communicate. This is how you do this thing. Coach different movements for different people. Um, communication really, truly is a craft. And I think that, that this allows me to practice that craft and also talk to other people who, um, also are just good communicators, people that can, you know, can relate. And I think you've done a really, really good job of that. Even, you know, just starting off, you've already been successful in what you've done. And I think, you know, part of the reason that I'm, I'm doing this is because you motivated, motivated me to do it. Um, and it's, it's really just, it's, it's another method of communication that I think is more powerful than people don't, that, that people don't give it credit for. Yeah, no, I definitely hear that. Like, it, it still amazes me how many, like, different kinds of people... Oh, sorry, I'm perfect. Oh, same here. Actually, literally at the same time. Oh, goddamn! I hate when I do that, but that's what happens when you drink beer on the podcast. It happens. Um, it, it still surprises me the kind of people that listen to the podcast, and some will straight up even tell me how they couldn't stand it at first, and like you know they literally like low key hate it, and then like a few days later they're kind of like, I wonder what happens in that story and they'll listen to it and they'll end up finishing an episode and they say before they realized it like they're going through the whole catalog and that's fucking awesome to me because I, I i don't take it that serious and that's something i've always made very clear um you know and i know i have stronger episodes like the episodes certainly haven't been as strong you know ever since i lost my co-host but i i'm still trying different things because i know people are still people still listen you know and so yeah, it's, I don't know how to explain it. And to me, it's kind of, it's an expression of goodwill. Not that I'm trying to communicate anything life-changing, but it's more like, I know we all have stupid stories. I know we all know what it's like to hang around a bunch of fucking idiots. And so to me, it's kind of like, well, I'm that fucking idiot, so why don't you come hang out with me? And to me, that's kind of what the podcast is. It's just, yeah, it's just people hanging out and get, trying to, you know, communicate whether there's a message to be found or not. I think, I mean, I, I think a lot of times I take, I take a lot of things seriously. And I think this is one thing that I, 
uh, even even going trying to determine a name how many people I asked and just what do you think what do you like oh my god like trying to figure out what to call this thing um, and I, I came along the, the the name the Coach Ben podcast and the reason that I didn't decide on on that one was because like man, man being a coach and hopefully talking about you know people's successes and failures and new hobbies and just whatever the hell's going on I think that's that they assume some responsibility. I mean, even having a podcast assumes some responsibility. It's just kind of wild to me. So then that's why I just named it the Ben Nevada podcast. And, you know, it's just, it is just people coming out, hanging out, maybe having a couple cocktails, you know, um, just, just kind of relaxing and, and talking about their life experiences and what's brought them here today. And I think it'd be really cool because, I mean, I've struggled a lot with trying to figure out if I, if I really know, what I'm going to do with my life, like do it. And, you know, do I go to, do I get into a master's program? Do I go to get a PhD or should I even go to school? Um, I think all of these things are, we put so much pressure on people nowadays to, to do these things. And in reality, you can do something like as, as simple as a podcast. When you're already talking with friends on the phone for a couple hours, you can record it and maybe it's going to hit. Maybe it's not. If it was meant to be, then awesome. If not, then, then that's okay too. But you can, you, at least you tried it and you can, you can say that you, you did the thing and, and I'm sure you're going to learn something from it. Like I just learned how to do the recording that I, I thought it was going to be as simple as just going on to discord yeah, and recording that, something, but that, you know, that, I, that was shocking. I had like explained that to you. Yeah. Like, I, I know it's a lot to take in, but it was still funny where I was like, you cannot record via discord or like I said, you technically can with a bot, but I've never done it. Yeah. I, how to help you out there. You know, and even like even buy, buying this, you know, this blue snowball mic, it's just like the amount of information that I've already learned just from one person, just from, from not even from a full podcast yet has been just just so amazing, dude. I, I absolutely love it. Like uh, it's a constant knowledge and being driven to do better, whether, you know, whether it hits or not, I think. Uh, you know, I could be a hundred, hundred episodes in and I can meet a hundred different people or hopefully have some reoccurring people on. Um, but all of the, yeah. like at the very least, I'm going to learn something from every single one of those, those podcasts. Yeah, I totally get that. Uh, my whole thing. Um, yeah. The podcasting game is, it's very convoluted online and it sucks when I tried getting started because there's a, uh, there's two kinds of people that you meet. I guess in the podcasting like forums there's those who take it like way too fucking seriously and like literally like most of their forum posts are like basically shitting on people who don't have like ten thousand dollars worth of podcasting equipment and it's like some old 40 mid some dude in his mid 40s with like 10 listens per episode you know what i mean and then there's other people who legit like pick a oversaturated topic like fucking <laughs> true crime or something and they record on their cell phones and upload to youtube only like never make a rss stream or something and so it kind of sucks whenever you're like somewhere in between where it's like well i just want to start something but i'm not ready to make a full fucking blown investment and there's almost nothing for that online so yeah i mean yeah it, it was kind of cool you're, when you told me you're interested i just sort of laid it out like how i got started and you know I think I, I wouldn't be here where I am today without the community that's been surrounded, like that's surrounded me. There, there's been so much input from so many people outs, outside of just podcasting alone, but like, do I, okay, like, do I be a strength conditioning coach? Is this something, the life I want to live? And people are really quite willing to offer help so long as, you know, like you said, you're, as, long as, as long as you're not a dick, as long as you're, you know, you're, you're cordial, you're respectful, you, you truly want to learn and you're not trying to do these like have some some under uh, yeah ulterior motive there you go exactly and it's just you really want to do something better for yourself and for your life and 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 people are people can recognize bullshit really quite quickly and people appreciate some authenticity and so it's 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 as long as you're authentic to what you truly want to do in life you communicate that and and people are you ask people people are willing to help so long as you are as you you're open you have to be trusting but you also have to trust others i think with that you also in my experience like not everyone's gonna take kindness so like you also in my experience it's like you also have to be ready to get shot down or like 
ready that you are going to be bothering. Some people are going to be bothered by you asking for like help or a little bit of instruction. You know, that's uh, part of reality for me. Um, and, you know, I, it definitely feels uncomfortable to like even talk to anyone when they look pissed off. But at the same time, it's like a what people don't realize is it's such an alpha move whenever you don't know something and someone's like pissed off looking and doesn't want to help for shit, but you know, it's kind of their job too. And you just walk up to them and it's like, Hey man, what's going on with this? No one gave me proper instruction. You know, you're my, you're my boss, right? You're my manager. Cool. You mind showing me then? Like, and they know that they can't really tell you no. You know what I mean? Cause, um, yeah. But at the same time, sorry, I'm not sure why it was. I guess what I'm saying is like, there's communication. You, you have to be honest with yourself and you have to be ready that not everyone's going to be, feel the same way about you. Like I remember, um, another time it's funny communication is like i could literally talk hours about it, which is why i don't even want to go off on communication because i think nonverbal communication is another big fucking factor in how people react to you um but basically i remember this one time i was in a storage unit there in austin and there was this real typical like i'm pretty sure he was like you know an older like gay hipster man who was like you know a little shorter than me all white big tortoise rim glasses <laughs> but something happened where i forgot my key card and i didn't realize it and it was like a weird facility and i fucking because you know you you remember me back in my fucking the days when i would slang shit i always had the headband i had my fucking circular glasses oh yeah and i just straight up looked fucking kind of like a i looked like a white haitian thug or something you look like such know. a hippie at the same time those yellow glasses i'll never forget yeah, dude, like, I look like some weird, like, armed hippie. Like, it was kind of, <laughs> But people, like, definitely, like, would, they didn't know how to interpret it. And so you got to think the storage facility was one where it's literally, like, five stories, you know, like, actual big city shit, like, and it's all indoor also. And basically, I'm going through, and I'm already aware that it's like, fuck, I'm going to need to ask this guy for a favor. He already looks like he's skeptical of me. And I don't know how I'm going to approach him. And I basically go up to him. I'm already like, sir, I apologize. You know, like, and he's already like his heart. You could tell the whole time that I was in the same vicinity as him that he didn't want me to like do anything, you know? Yeah. And so when I got his attention, he kind of like was startled a little bit. But like, hey, sir, was like, I hate to ask, but I, I really need I can't remember what the fuck it was. I want to say it was a key card to the elevator that I had straight up forgot, but I'm not sure how I got up there. I cannot remember, but I needed his help. And I just asked him, I was like, could you just please like open it for me? Cause I, you know, I'm late for work and I don't want this or that. And he was like, yeah, sure. And he was a little hesitant, but straight up he helped me. And when he helped me again, he just straight up looked at me. He's like, he's like, honestly, he's like, I was scared at first. Well, he's like, I could tell by the look in your eye and the sound of your voice that you were genuine. I was like, thank you very much, but also thank you for profiling me. But I appreciate your honesty. <laughs> I think I think profiling is definitely it's it's innate. There's no there's no avoiding. Yeah, it. no, but it's it's nice to yeah. hear when you can you can tell you can, again you can see through bullshit like and he could see that yeah. obviously you're just wanting some help. Yeah, like I just got my shit. I was like very you know like I I was apologetic because I knew like that he had to do some extra shit to like wait for me for like a minute as I ran to my truck or something. But, like, I think he saw that, like, I was legit just a dude that was kind of like, hey, man, like, I just need another stranger's help, and you're already here doing shit. Like, because he was, like, organized. I can't remember what he was doing, but shout out to that guy. Yeah, I think nonverbal communication is huge. I think even down to dress. And then, and I know you don't want to get started on communication, but I think communication is huge, dude. Like, that's that's, that's something that... that... I'm pretty sure... Sorry, my bad. No, 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 you go for it. Uh, I'm pretty sure I've told you about the times I've been profiled. I've talked about this on my podcast. I've been profiled like two times that really like one of them was the time where I wasn't bothered by it. And another time or actually I lied. Okay. Damn. I'm actually remembering more, more times I've been profiled <laughs> and my feelings get hurt. Um, no, but there's two instances like for sure that I remember when I had long hair and I would wear bandanas at like, people were like for sure like didn't like the idea that i was around 
and I remember one of them, you know, you know, I would walk everywhere and shit. Yeah. And I was walking home from work and it was already dark. And there was literally like some white college kid, you know, walking in front of me, but he was walking at like a pace where I could pass him. But if I were to pass him, it would be me being parallel with him for a good minute because, like, his pace was just, like, slow enough for, like, just fast enough to keep up with me a little, yeah. but just slow enough to make it awkward that we'd be walking next to each other on the sidewalk so I didn't want to do it. So I would literally, like, get close to him walking because I'd go off in my own trance, like, listening to music. And then I would realize, oh, like he's walking fat. He's like super uncomfortable. So I would, and you know, like I would walk like two miles, even though I had my truck and everything, like I'd still just walk. And also I, the other thing to consider, I was wearing a sleeveless and I think, you know, I was working out at the time and my tattoos, like I think people get like the wrong image um, of the kind of person I am. But basically there came a point where I'm walking and it's extra dark and I could already tell from his body language that he's like skeptical and he turns back and starts yelling at me like fucking kind of like what? like a like a dog like barking at me you know kind of like get the fuck away from me kind of deal and I'm just like puzzled looking at him like and I take off my headphones but he's already like fucking running away oh my like, god and I, I like I think he realized that I wasn't actually going to hurt him and that he was embarrassed so he just took off running you know but it was legit one of those things where I was like, this is fucking weird. Like, I have, I don't think I can say I've ever experienced fair, something like that. What's up? I can't, I can't say I think I've ever experienced something like that. That is, that is wild. Oh, dude. No, dude, the other one's worse. The other time, I was actually with your brother than the other time. And they, like, I was so offended by this one that I don't think your brother caught what was going on. And like, I don't want to make him like aware of it because I'm pretty sure he would have been pissed off. But um, I don't. I doubt he'll. We, maybe he'll will listen. Who knows? But I, I don't know. I, I somehow doubt it. Maybe he will listen, but I somehow doubt it. Oh, I don't know if I've actually told. I think I did tell him about this afterwards, and he was kind of like, "What?" Like I did not get any of that. But basically, we went to Halal Bros, which you, you've been to Halal Bros there. Oh, I fucking love Halal Bros. It's, it's oh my god, it's y'all, the best it's, fucking if place. Are ever in Austin? Get Halal Bros. Like oh my. God. The lamb shawarma is the thing to go over rice. Oh my lord. I was about to say the lamb and chicken shawarma get the combo and get extra tahini sauce or tzatziki, whatever the white sauce is. Yeah. Oh my fuck god, dude. Like oh man. I drive to Austin just for Halal Bros. <laughs> halal Bros is so fucking good. <laughs> It's it's fucking halal too, so you know y'all are good if you're super healthy. But basically, me and your brother go in person, and you know me, I get cold quick. Everyone that knows me fucking knows that. I didn't know that. Really? Yeah. Yeah, Like, yeah, I was even talking. Yeah, dude, everyone knows that I get cold. Well, now I know. Okay, continue. So basically, I'm wearing a. A hoodie and I don't have the hood on because it's kind of like you know a regular like day like fall like for, I think it's probably about like February or something in Austin so it's chilly but not like dead cold but I go inside the restaurant and I think it's like colder in there so I'm already chilling and mind you at the time like we've already talked I don't think I look like a thug but you know I definitely got responses and like some white girls really liked how I looked and would like say some pretty want to be thug shit so i guess i look kind of thuggish to something <laughs> but basically i walk in and i'm already like you know it's loaded so there's a line and there's like even people who are waiting for their food you know around the restaurant as any packed restaurant like takeout restaurant would be and there's like these three college dudes who are like all white you know definitely like taller than me and they don't look like they're like the lacoste like polo wearing white guys they look like they are that kind of guy on the weekdays when they go out, but this is like a weekend and they're a little inebriated and it's barely like 9.30 p.m. Well, I start like noticing that they're kind of like mean mugging me, uh, but I don't think anything of it, you know, because I'm like, whatever, you know, everyone mean, everyone mean mugs, you know, in public. Yeah. And I'm probably overthinking it. And I put my hood on because I'm getting cold. 
I start to like hear these dudes like talking amongst themselves and literally what I like catch them talking about is how they're going to whoop my ass because they think I'm about to rob the place. What the fuck? And they're like legit like talking about it like some kind of like <laughs> like oh if he does anything I'm going to like oh yeah dude I got you I'll rush I'm going to come in from the you know like oh my planning God. this shit dude and I look at them straight up and I kind of like give them a face like kind of like letting them know like yo i can hear you all (laughs) honestly bro the only reason i didn't say anything was because i was with your brother because i was legit like disgusted where i had never felt like it legit felt like for once in my life that i was about to be the victim of a random act of violence because these guys just didn't like how i was dressed and like i'm a fucking dweeb so how i dress isn't at all like you know anything threatening it's just like i realized at some point oh y'all don't like bandana wearing curly haired like darker people like that's what it comes down to at the end of the day damn and yeah that's rough man i feel like i've I've only, I've only had a couple of situations where i think i've I mean, I've definitely been profiled here and, and it was i don't know so part of me is like man i don't know if it's a color thing i don't know if it's just a i i, I don't know what it is um and i don't want to say oh it's a it's a color thing or if it, you know whatever I, I, I feel like i'm I'm you know playing into that game and that's, i think that's no, just a complicated I, I get game that 100 but i get that absolutely and i think most of the times people have given me shit i think they how do i say i've definitely heard people say like racist shit and they play it off like it's a joke but you know that deep down in their heart like i especially in the military especially in the military damn i did not know they, that what's up i would have I, I did not know that i, I mean at all well, okay i know you and i have talked about the military and i've talked about the military in fact this past month quite a bit i'm willing to say the marine corps is pretty significantly different as far as attitude compared to a lot of the other branches but I definitely met people from, like, Kansas and uh, Arkansas and shit that, like, would have some, like, not... they Like I said, they would joke around, but you'd hear them talk amongst each other. And, like, some of the other stuff they'd say when they were actually upset. And, like, you'd realize, oh, like, somewhere in the back of their mind or somewhere, like, deep down in their heart, they do actually look down on me because I am Mexican, you know? Like, yeah. they won't ever... Even if I, like, had the same rank and experiences as them, you know. And that's the other thing, too, is you realize of the leaders who were even in charge of us that they didn't have respect for because you realize, oh, it's because they're Mexican, you know, or they're black or something. Yeah. I mean, I think... Unless you were were taller than them, in which case they would, like, totally fucking suck your dick and be all like, yeah, man, I'm not racist. I'm a black friend. (laughs) You could I, kick my ass. I've had so, a couple instances here in College Station, especially after it was immediately after Trump had been had been elected. Um, I, I was at I was at a a uh, what's it called a restaurant here in town and uh, amazing restaurant Grub Burger, absolutely amazing. Uh, I think they're also in Austin, so if you're in Austin or College Station, you should check it out. Um, so. I had gotten sweet tea with my burger, and then there was this family that was sitting across from me, uh, and I could hear him like, "Oh my god, he grabs sweet tea with a burger! What kind of person is that? Oh my, how, what, what even? How could he do such a thing? He's obviously not educated. Like, oh my god, he probably doesn't even speak English." And I was like, "What the? What is going on? Like, am I am I really hearing this, or or am I am I wrong? Like, am I perceiving this in a biased way, or is it really true? Are they are they talking shit to me? Yeah. And so dude. I looked over, and they were they were, they were staring straight at me. And so I, I and I had happened. I needed you know I needed something from the waiter. So I asked the waiter, "Hey, can I get whatever?" And I said it in English. And immediately the the father got up, left, and went to the restroom and did not come back until I left. I was like, "Oh shit!" Well, I could maybe 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 it was directed towards me, and I think it's it's sad, but I mean it, it happens. It's a real thing. I think it happens yeah, less, it, um, but it. I mean, it's a, it's it really is a real thing. And that I feel like that same day or that same week, I remember I almost got run over by somebody. I was crossing the street on campus, and someone just like whipped right by me, and it was too close. I, I was already in the middle of the road, and this person turned left, and I was like, "What the." 
and that could definitely been coincidence. They probably weren't. Paying, they may been not paying attention. They're on their phone or whatever. But I was like, man, the, I, I immediately associated with that previous experience. I was like, damn, like this sucks. Yeah. <laughs> this is weird, man. That is what sucks. Is like once you feel it once, you wonder like, well, who else is like low key like racist? You know, that's something that I think a lot of people don't consider. Where it's like, oh well. Like, they're not racist, but it's like I said, like, I've heard a lot of people say they're not racist and still say the N-word. I've heard people say they're not racist, but still, like, say some really ugly shit from the bottom of their heart about, like, Mexicans, you know, in America and shit like that, or Muslims. And so what sucks about it is, like, you have to wonder, like, well, how, who else that I know is like this? How many times have I been employed that I didn't get an opportunity to advance because someone was simply like this? How many times did I get a lower grade or someone got a higher grade than me because someone was simply like this, you know? And so that's what I think sucks about like racism and shit where it's like casual, casual racism is so accepted at this day and age because even like, dude, I'm not going to lie. What I respect more about Republicans is that they'll straight up tell you that like you're a fucking spick. But what I hate about like Democrats and people like that that make money in Austin is that they think that about you, but they won't say it to you. They'll talk shit about Trump and talk about, like, how poor you are and shit. But the second, like, that you're not around or, like, the second they trust you enough, you'll hear what they say about black people. And then you have to wonder, well, what are they saying about Mexicans? And I promise you, they'll eventually let you know. And I know this because I've, you know, I know people in Austin and shit that, like, would probably hate it if I said their names. But it's, like, it, it it's one of those things where it's, like, I've tried to tell people before who are, like, super, like, it's not, like, they always say, like, oh, like Mexicans who vote for Trump, it's like those white people don't want you. And it's like, dude, I wish y'all could hang out with Democrats who actually make money. Democrats who, while you have to work a job and go to school and like work weekends and then study, these people get to go out on weekdays and weekends and on the holidays, they get to vacation out of like the country. And you really think that they give a fuck about you or that they view you as your equal? Like you're, you're very much mistaken. I think it's def- it's definitely nice to have people who are just very very forward and straight up. I think I, I was in a class. I don't know what class it was, but they talked about how um, you know different uh, influences of, of or uh, different levels of racism and like their impact. And one of the most uh, negative and the worst type of racism is the, is the closet racist. Um, and you know, I, I appreciate the honesty. It's like, all right, like fine. If you don't, if you don't like me because my color, then fine. Like it, it is what it is. I, at least I know what it is. At least, at least I know where you're, where you stand, rather than yeah. somebody who's being just again playing those playing those fucking games and ends up using you for for their their own gain or they just really don't care about you. It's like, man, yeah. man why hire me? Just let, let me find somewhere else and let me do my thing <laughs> elsewhere, and then that. <coughs> that elsewhere will probably be, you know, a better place for me, like and mentally, and probably a better place for you mentally. Like, what's what's the point of playing the, playing this bullshit? Yeah, for sure, I one hundred percent get you. It's just that too many people. I mean, I think politics have definitely persuaded uh, what people think a racist looks like. And my whole thing about it is, racism is bad, and it's certainly still a thing. But what's actually more prevalent than anything else is classism. And a lot of people associate races to classes. And so without realizing it, they're racist as well. And I think that's, it's super complicated in my opinion, but I think classism is a bit, a bit more prevalent. I think classism is definitely more, more, more of a thing. I I would a hundred percent agree. Classism is, is, is thing. and And I think, um, I, don't, I want to say that, you know it's attributed to one one class more than the other, but I think I think it's everywhere and every single whether yeah. you're, you're you're lower class, middle class, or upper class. I think it's built within every single um, class. I mean, just like with anything, there's there's always going to be good, there's always going to be bad. Um, if 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 classism is bad, then you're going to have it everywhere. Um, I, th- I think. <laughs> Go for it. I, I definitely agree with you um, to an extent, but I think whenever there's negative connotations associated to those classes and like when they're kind of tiered, you know, on a certain list, uh, something I talk about too, um, (laughs) I make this joke with my friend and he actually like totally got it and joked with me the other day about it too, where it's like, I talk about, uh, you know, 
here in the valley you see a bunch of like actual like mexican nationals who make businesses like a bunch of like drive-through stores that never get attraction and they close in like seven months and i always say this funny thing where it's like well clearly they had the money to start a business clearly they had the money to do all this shit and like all this other stuff but it's like do those people like do you think they've ever used a playstation 4 and one of my friends even said the other day, he was like, oh, no, dude, the other day I drove through there and they told me those people have definitely never seen a PlayStation 4. God. <laughs> and so it's like, in a way, that's a joke on the classism of that. But to me, like I even acknowledge, like they have enough money to start a business. So it's not necessarily that I'm looking down on them. It's more like they're some they're a class of people here, you know, who live in Elsa with me that are just disconnected from, you know, modern day shit yeah and that's but you know you hear other people who aren't from the valley talk about the valley and they view us as like some fucking mud house dwelling like you know like even to say that our utilities are like lower class which is you know i'm willing to say my water is better here than it was in austin like as far as water pressure and quality of the water itself and like it's super shitty when you hear people make jokes like that because you realize like not only are they directing it towards me but they're directing it towards my people as well. And I've had to like, you know, get after a few people from Austin about that, where it's like, Hey bro, like I get what you're saying. And obviously I talk shit about the Valley, but you're like actually saying some like bad shit about like my people, you know, like, and you don't even like, you know, I catch myself on our our last podcast. I, I caught my, like after the fact, I realized, you know, I had said, you know, down there, like, like looking down upon the Valley and after the fact, I I started thinking about it. I was like, Oh my God. Like I I said, you know, like I, I, I created a generalization about down there and I think, okay, maybe the people from Austin aren't from the Valley so they can, it's kind of, it's kind of weird when, when other people talk about your people. Um, and it, it helps when you're, you're from that location, you can kind of, you, you can see the pluses and minuses, especially after you've moved and experienced something else. Um, but man, I, ca- I catch myself doing it sometimes too. I'm like, damn, like, I don't know that the, the Valley just isn't the place. And maybe you're right. Like it served me well, while I was there. I just think that there's, there's, um, I mean, there, there's pluses and minuses to the location. I think like cost of living is really nice. Um, and honestly, I like, love the valley. say it again. I, I love the Valley. But my whole thing is, like, I talk, I probably talk more shit about the Valley than, like, most people. My whole thing about it is, like, I say it with love and sincerity. Like, I don't ever, like, I make fun of the Valley or I talk shit about it because of society, not because of, like, the things we can't change about ourselves. Like, I don't view us as, like, because I know, I, I live here, you know, I've seen it develop where it's, like, sure, before, like, in the 90s or, what, in, like, early 2000s, it resembled, like, fucking shack towns in some places or whatever but it's like we've seen it grow we like you cannot mistake that there's like very smart people down here fucking spacex has a fucking place down here like how the fuck are you gonna start like trying to like compare and my whole thing about it is more like when i hear people say shit like that they say the same it's like the same people that think that everyone in africa lives in a hut you know it's like the same people who can't like put it together that it's like it's not like that at all like sure there's a poor populace here more than other places like yeah there's illegal immigrants that like straight up live in canals and like montes and stuff and they have their whole life down here like that is totally a thing in elsa but it's also like that's not everyone to say that like everyone lives like that or to imply it is like super fucked up you know one thousand percent. I think making that generalization is not is not right. And I think there's so much potential down in the valley. I think you know one thing that I had never known until probably like my junior senior year of college was that Rotel started in Elsa. Like, oh dude, dude yeah, like I, that's, I, I, that's I, wild to me, man. It's wild. Yeah. It's literally right there next to fucking uh, Fabian's house. Yeah, 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 it's right. It's right. And it, it's you know, like, and and it's not used. And I think there's so much potential for even that. Even whether it be the property Dude. or the actual structure, something that I've, oh, I've talked about a lot lately is wine. I've already kind of, I've, I've already, I'm kind of in the process of doing it. Um, I've worked with lawyer, or talked to some attorneys, and um, trying to put together something that would be. 
that would resemble a, a nonprofit to begin with, uh, and it would it would kind of give back to the community because I feel like there could be so much more attention brought to Elsa and brought to surrounding communities, La Villa and, and everything at Couch, you know, and everything surrounding yeah. that area. Um, there's so many athletes on there that can really do like can really make a difference in their life by you know they they use ath- athletics to go to college or they, there's people down there who maybe you know they're they're extremely smart but they they're not they are not college material and the college is not for them and that's that's okay they can still be successfully doing something else producing yeah. being being a um, you know being in construction you know you can start your own business out of learning how to right. make homes and never being the the uh, you know you start off as the person who's just you know whacking away at some stones and then you you learn the business you can you then you find your niche you understanding the, the benefits and the negatives of that niche or of that business and then you can create it and you can market yourself and be the subcontractor after you've developed yourself and saved some money i think being able to teach people all these these skills and, and showing them that they can use these skills is so important and so i want to be able to repurpose that building to create a high performance center where i would also be able to teach you know to, to attract some some um uh, what is it called? So to attract some, maybe some, some colleges back down there, uh, but also where we could teach people that they can do different things, whether it be a welding school or, uh, and then bring that, bring that all to Elsa. I think like, oh man, it's just such a big property and I think they yeah. can be well used and I want to be able to like get to idea. the point. Yeah, man, I've, I've wanted to do this for a while now and I think I want to get to the point where I can create a foundation that would create some connect, like connection between Elsa graduates and Couch Elsa graduates. There's people that have been so successful that never go back because of the idea that I think we put on the valley or be that we put on Elsa. Be like, oh well, there's just it's it's Elsa. Oh my god, you know I can't believe that that place is just is is not good. But really, in reality, you came out of there. Like you, there is success there. It's a matter about cultivating yeah. it and showing people that they can do the thing. And so I want to be able to create a foundation where not only do we have some connection between other um, alumni but also uh, also be able to pay for some call from for some college uh, or from education I shouldn't say college but like I want to be able to pay for somebody's trade and be able to pay for some, if they want to go to college to go to college but it'd be I think uh, understanding that the population down there isn't always able to afford every aspect of leaving to college right so th- that's why we, we, we discuss trades they they a lot of times there's just not the financial ability to go and pay for an apartment and pay for the food and learn how to cook on your own and like you know, do all those things and being able to have a, a, a location that we can prepare people and teach them how to prepare and be successful, I think would be just amazing for that, for that area and bring so much success to, to the, to the community. Yeah, I actually really like that idea. I've actually never, I've actually totally had similar thoughts, not to that extent. I think that's quite, um, how do you say, what's the word I'm looking for? That's quite adventurous, but I definitely think it's possible. I did, I feel like, oh, sorry, I keep burping, dude. Oh, you're good. I really like that idea, man. And I, I've actually been, uh, I've been thinking about like bullshit. Not only have I always thought about a uh, Rotel because I've actually always wanted to make a small documentary called Hometown of Alete Rodriguez. That's uh, like kind of a satire, like documentary about Elsa, but also details a lot of the history that people don't know about the area. That'd be cool. Cause it's, it's fascinating, quite frankly. It really is. But, um, I definitely fucking love that idea. I just think it's, like I said, quite adventurous. But I think with the right people, man, for sure. Something I've actually, uh, I I don't know if you saw, I actually, um, I've been starting a garden or whatever. Yeah. And I have uh, some indoor setups going on right I now. I saw that, yeah. But I'm growing some exotic stuff. And so what I intend to do, because the Texas Cottage Act allows it, is to uh, make sauces and I think I'm going to basically make sauces, like buy all the stuff to make it. You'd obviously nourish all this stuff and like even make uh, seasonings with the dried pepper flakes. I'm growing some gacho and exotic stuff, bro. Like I'm not even fucking around. It's kind of crazy. Dude, it if, there's any, 
any way that I can help, I want to be involved. Like there's, there's three different businesses that I have that are, that are kind of in the works and, and one of them is the nonprofit. And then, uh, I guess not really a business, but I have a couple other business adventures and, and some of them are just having homegrown things. And so, oh, you know, I, I, I think like it's always something I've thought of. Like I've, I've food, a food company is like something I've already long thought about, like even for product, the different kinds of products, how I'd market them, how, the different varieties and like all that, what I'd name them. We have to continue to work together on that because I have a, a cocktail um, business class thing. We're in the works and I'm going to be able to use homegrown ingredients rather than um, trying to buy things from other people or buying, you know, like um, buying somebody else's bitters or buying somebody else's um, blueberries. You know, I want to be able to buy stuff that's going to be locally locally sourced. So um, we, we definitely have to continue to, to talk about these things. Um, I do have two minutes, three minutes left before, yeah, before I got to head out. I know you got to go. Yeah, yeah. So if there's anything that you want to say before you log I, off, I just, please. I just want to say that I want to make hot sauces because my intent is for the profit to actually donate to get cat spayed and to like control animal populations. Oh, yeah. Stuff. But yeah, I've totally already thought of hot sauce names and like different recipes. Because you know me and cooking, bro. Oh, sorry. No, you're fucking. You're 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 definitely hell yeah. I mean, yeah, you have some good so, cooking, dude. So thank you, man. But I'm just like, yeah, dude. I'm totally excited for some of the stuff I'm gonna grow. And oh, man, it, it blows my mind just even here looking at. Anyway, y'all fucking uh, listen to the problem with me. It's been kind of lame. Not that lame, I guess. It's amazing. I, thank you. I, I I'm getting some new guests. In fact, I actually have to go because I'm gonna have a podcast thing too. Some fucking corn fed vatas from fucking Virginia. Um, and yeah, man, I um, but I don't know what to say. I'm already getting too crossfaded, but thank right, you for so, having me on. Yeah, dude. Enough, hey, but... thanks for coming on. Make sure you guys follow Rini Babarins. Um, fo- go watch his podcast at the Problem with Me. I have an episode or two up there as well. Um, and thank you all for listening. And, and something that I kind of wanted to end the podcast with. And um, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna con- stop recording. Hold on, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and it, it's been real. It's been nice. I guess you could say it's been real nice. I, I kind of like that. So nice. I think I'm gonna go ahead and start continuing to add that in there. So thank you all again for listening and follow. Huh. You should have just named the podcast that. I, I was telling him he needs to call the podcast. It's been nice. I, I think I think Ben Nevada's podcast is timeless and it makes me the brand, right? So, but either way, follow me on Instagram. I have Coach Ben. And when I have a, when I'm an expert in marketing, I'm going to show you why that's not the case. I don't know. I can't put it in words right now, but I'll show you. All right, we got we to gotta keep on anyway, working on that. All right, okay. well, thank you all for listening, and take care, and we'll see you all next time. Thank you for listening. This has been the Bent Real Podcast. See you in the next one.